Welcome to episode number 66 of the Inspirational Athletes Podcast here on the Always Lancaster Podcast Network. I'm your host, John Walk, sports reporter for LNP Newspaper and LancasterOnline.com, Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. For you newbies out there who might be unfamiliar with this, the Inspirational Athletes Podcast is a chat with local athletic figures who have either overcome adversity on the playing surface or off, or who just might have interesting stories to tell of their journeys in athletics. And look, man, uh, life can just be hard sometimes. We all bumps in the road of life. And maybe uh, somebody can listen to this, pull something out of it that might help you to improve as a person or just might help you in, in the walk of life. Um, on this week's show is guest Kelly Daggett. Kelly is a Lancaster Catholic High School alum. Um, she played high school locally for Lancaster Catholic slash Lancaster Country Day, Cougars, Girls Lacrosse Team, She's now heading into her third season with the Penn State Women's Lacrosse Program, and the Nittany Lions are coming off back-to-back seasons, making it to the final four of the NCAA Women's Lacrosse semifinals. I've been blessed enough to kind of follow Kelly's career from the beginning. I got to, uh, I'm from Lancaster, but I got in this job in early 2015, which would have been Kelly's senior year at Lancaster Catholic. And um, you know, I've kind of just been following her career along the way from both her senior year in high school to now these first two years at Penn State. was blessed enough to cover um, Penn State when they made it to the Final Four in 2016 that they played in Philadelphia um, and finally got to, to sit down with her one-on-one. I never really, I've, I've talked to her after games and interviewed her a little bit, but I've never had this chance to just kind of sit down across from her one-on-one and, and chat about her um, growing up and and playing lacrosse and where all that started, where that came from, and kind of what she's learned along the way. She has had difficulties and trials. I know a lot of her awards and stats make it say otherwise, but um, I think she's a a good conversation um, that we had today, and she's going to hopefully leave you with some tools that that might make you a better person or or might help you moving forward. One last uh, programming note before we move forward here. Um, whereas before the Always Lancaster podcast feed, we had all of our podcasts under one feed. We now have our own separate uh, feed search always Lancaster inspirational athletes on iTunes or Google play while you're there hit subscribe go back to listen to some of the previous guests we've had awesome guests in the past we'll have some more awesome guests coming up in the future um, all right on to our conversation with Kelly Daggett enjoy kind of just want to start as far as that family life because I've never really asked you about it you're the youngest of three yes. kids um, all of whom played lacrosse kind of growing up what was that that like growing up were you guys just throwing lacrosse balls all over the house oh there's still tons and tons of sticks like just all over the place and um, like you'll be like looking under the couch for something and there'll be lacrosse balls all over the place <laughs> but um, yeah so my sister started playing I think it, like around eighth grade and she's four years older than me so that's sort of how I got into it. And because of her, like, my brother started playing. All right. So, yeah. So it was imagine, like, games of one-on-one at, at the house in the backyard or something? Or? Yeah, we had a lacrosse goal for a long time. So that sort of started fights, too, because you, so imagine you hit like somebody one was with. A full-time goalie, and then you guys went one-on-one. And yeah, I guess. there was a lot of, <laughs> a lot of um, sticks going around and injuries. But. So if there was, like an argument over who gets to wear what shirt between you and your sister would you solve it like on the lacrosse field or <sighs> no that would have been better than the ways we handle it <laughs> <All right. but. laughs> um by the way your birthday is june 12th mine's june 15th so i have oh. to keep that in mind moving forward um you played more than just lacrosse though what other sports did you play coming up through um so i played a lot of field hockey other than i guess it was junior year i took a break from field hockey and i played soccer for a year and then middle school up until freshman year I played basketball too. All 
All right. Yeah, because the field hockey and soccer would have been fall semester. So you, yeah. it wouldn't coincide with lacrosse and all that stuff. Yeah, which was nice. So, all right. And yeah. I didn't know about basketball. Was that like a one-year stint? Or well, it started sixth grade, and then I played while I was at Country Day. And then when I switched to Catholic, I didn't play anymore. All right, so. that makes and I guess you being five foot four, I guess doesn't really bid well. It didn't really help. It court. did not help. What position? Point guard. Point guard. All right, makes lots sense. of layups. Um, yeah, so lacrosse. Obviously, you kind of just hit on older brother and sister playing coming up through. So you probably didn't really have much of an option. But is that like what got you started? You saw your older siblings playing. Yeah, and um, so when I was younger, like I'd have to wait for them to be done with practice. So then I'd be watching practice. So. <laughs> And I was stuck at school until five o'clock anyway during the spring, so why not play? Well, were you they like were there. the water girl for the lacrosse teams? For I, you know, a lot of team spirit. I helped. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Um, and what, like, I've always known you as being the attackman on the lacrosse field. Has that always been the case, or has it kind of been a progression in terms of positions that you've played over the years? Um, definitely in high school, I was a midi because, you know, we needed some more numbers. So um, I just sort of filled in and ran over the line whenever we needed anybody. But since I got to Penn State, it's definitely been more specific towards attack. Okay, that makes sense. And then, I don't know, I imagine, you know, other folks have asked you about this, but you're from Bainbridge, which is, you just said, just near E-Town. But private school versus public school, I don't know how much of a decision, how much of a factor that you had into the decision to go there, but I don't know, how tough was that? Or, or I don't know, what do you think benefited from going to private school versus public, kind of coming up through? Yeah, so the nice thing was that, um, well, first off, I didn't have a decision just because my mom was running my siblings into Lancaster, so that was the option I had. But I definitely think that there were a lot of benefits. Um, I really appreciated that it was a small school, and so I, I knew everybody, and I still keep in touch with a lot of the lacrosse girls, which is nice. And just um, just a sense of closeness and knowing everybody, I'd say, was good. I'm going to ask you about that later as far as staying in touch with those girls. Because, yeah, um, senior year, Lancaster Country. So you went to Lancaster Catholic. They had a co-op with Lancaster Country Day with lacrosse for those who are unfamiliar. Um, I'm just going to jump forward to your senior year, um, in high school anyway. Kelly led the Cougars to a second-place tie in the LL regular season standings. Later in the LL League tournament, Lancaster Country Day came back from down six goals in the LL semifinals to beat Hemfield, going on to win that game in order to reach the LL title game for the first time in program history. Uh, there, LCD pushed powerhouse Mannheim Township to two overtimes before eventually losing. Cougars reached the District 3 quarterfinal round, finishing 16-4 and four overall. It's funny kind of going back and reading their stories this morning. I, all of the st I forgot about the whole semifinal game. I was there for both of those games, and it was incredible. I guess I bring all that up to ask, like, what do you remember either from those specific games or from that season that kind of you still hold in high regard today? Well, that's funny because that sounded so impressive when you, was, you were reading that <laughs> off. I had forgotten all about that. But um, I, I'm, like, still really good friends with Paige Brown and Elizabeth Warfel and Caroline Colva and Aaron Holt, who are, like, my senior buddies. And um, we came so close so many years to beating Mannheim Township mm -hmm. in all those games. And so we were so close in that last one with double overtime. So that was tough. But um, also just I completely remember beating Hemfield, and that was just the craziest thing because we, we were down, what, at six? Mm -hmm. And um, we just were like, this is our last, this is it for us seniors. Like, we want to do this. Like, we want to get as far as we can. So that was really cool for us. Yeah, that was incredible. Sure. And I think it was like six or seven straight goals that you had to come back from that, too. And the, the title, the LL title game, anyway, held the three goals, which doesn't often happen with you. But I imagine even your whole senior year, oftentimes double teamed, triple teamed. 
most of the time whenever yeah. you have the ball on your stick. Yeah. How do you overcome something like that? Is it just a matter of finding the open man? Do you fight through it? or? Yeah, I think the, the really nice thing to keep in mind is that, like, when you're double teamed, that means that someone else is always open. Mm. So it's, like, definitely a major factor to keep in mind that, like, you don't have to be the one who does everything. If you're double teamed, like, someone else is open and they can carry the ball. So I'm going to jump forward here just as far as uh, the, the whole college decision. Now, uh, your 2015 senior season, Kelly tallied 82 goals, 11 assists, 76 draw controls, 58 ground balls, also caused 34 turnovers, had a shooting percentage of 57%. Uh, during high school career, two-time U.S. Lacrosse All-American, named to the Under Armour Underclass All-America squad. She was named the Lancaster 11 League Player of the Year in 2015, four-time LL All-Star selection, tallied 380 career goals. I say all that to ask, um, you committed to Penn State a couple years prior to that as a sophomore. For those who are in the lacrosse circles, that's not really a surprise because it's the one sport where even now, I know there's new rules in place, but um, kids are often committing as freshmen and sophomores uh, just because that's how it is with the lacrosse game. Um, I don't know, did you feel a lot of pressure on your shoulders in those summer showcases as a freshman or sophomore just as far as impressing those college scouts? Because that's like oftentimes when you're going to get on their radar and you have to make that decision. Yeah. Like, do you think back to that just as far as how stressful that was at all? Or? Yeah, so my club team was in Maryland, um, and I played with Paige Brown. Mm. And so it was definitely stressful. Um, it was still fun, but, like, weekends were to impress coaches, and that was it. And so it was definitely tough because you'd have a, like, if you had a bad game, you would look over on the sidelines and be like, oh, well, this coach, this coach, and this coach, like, just saw me not have mm -hmm. a good game. Um, so you definitely took notice of who was sitting on the sidelines. But then it was also nice when you did have a good game and you're like, wow, look at the, the coaches who saw me. But even as, you know, you're a sophomore in high school, you're this yeah. young teenage girl, probably not yet equipped to handle, like, even a young teenage boy might not even be able to be equipped to handle that, that type of pressure. And if you have a bad game, you think it's the end of the world, like, you're never going to get a college scholarship or anything. Like, did you have any of those um trials back then just at least in your mind now looking back like that was silly. well the really nice thing was that I did commit early so I didn't really get into the crunch time of junior year like stressing about mm. not having any contact with coaches so because it was so early I felt like I had a lot of options and I like didn't have to worry about what if nobody sees me or anything like that okay so Penn State why Penn State well um Penn State, obviously I'm from Lancaster, so Penn State was actually my, my top school, which was nice. So I was hearing from other schools and I was visiting places, and then it was Thanksgiving of my sophomore year. I went and I saw a football game and I was on the sidelines, and then I remember I came home that day and I was like, Mom, this is like where I wanna go. This is like, I have to be at Penn State. And she was like, okay, well think about it. So then I thought about it, and it was like a week later, I called Missy and was like, this is where I want to be. And you grew up like going to football games and stuff too? Yeah, football games and actually a lot of Penn State lacrosse games. Oh, all right. So that was uh, kind of a no-brainer there for you. All right, um, transition from the high school to the college game. I'll get into your numbers here in a bit just as far as the freshman year. But initially, that freshman season, um, 2016, for you at Penn State, like – what do you remember just as far as the challenges or the difficulties? Like, was the speed of the game that much faster, the pace? Like, was the game moving 8 million miles per hour to you? I think the, the major difference was that the defenders really knew what they were doing. Because in high school, like, um, just numbers-wise, there weren't always, like, great defenders on the field that you were going against. So then when you get to college, you're going against senior defenders who have been playing 
top speed lacrosse for four years and they know exactly what they're doing and they know which way to slide and which way to force you. So not necessarily speed, but just that they knew exactly what they were doing all the time. So are you right-handed or left-handed? I am right-handed. So oftentimes they're forcing you, I guess, to the left side then? I imagine that happened to you in high school too, but they were more effective this time? Yes, I would say more effective. And um, In terms of just being quicker to get to that step in front of you? Being quicker and being one step ahead of what you were doing. Like they knew that they were going to push you this way and then they needed someone else to step up. Okay. Um, And then so... Kelly goes on to finish the 2016 season as a freshman. Um, That season, 12 goals, 4 assists, 16 points total. Also 16 ground balls, 6 draw controls, 7 caused turnovers. In all, playing 21 games, starting 9. How would you kind of just describe your overall role in your rookie season? Well, I – so I started out not starting. I started out as a sub for attack, and then I think it was – Rutgers, right before the Rutgers, the first Big Ten game, the coach called me in and said that I was going to be like starting because of position-wise, um, we didn't really have any lefties on the okay. for the lefty side, and so I was able, like I had this weird dodge where like I could look like I was going lefty, so then they would bite, but then I could go back righty. So um, I sort of like snuck into that position halfway through the season, even though it like wasn't really a spot that I had been used to, but that's sort of how I was able to like step in the second half of the season. Yeah, because you're mostly midfielder going to an attack spot. Yes. On the left side, I guess. Yes. All right. So, would that also require you to like pass from your left side, or is it mainly just because of that dodge move that you had? To do? Yeah, it was more like lefty skills, but also just that there was a gap in that space that we needed to fill. All right. I was just wondering, kind of like what challenges from from that position. At what point that year, when you get on the field and you think like there had to come a point where you're like, oh, I can hang in the D one level. Well, like when did that happen for you? I'd say it was fall ball. So in October, we have I think it's three or four weekends where we. Uh, play scrimmages against different D1 schools and it was I don't know if there was a specific game but it was just sort of when we were playing on our home field like playing against other schools where I was like yeah like I can do this like I'm holding my own. So that have been fall ball like of your freshman year then? Wow so even before that season started okay. Um, All right so the Nittany Lions that season 2016 go on to reach the NCAA semifinals first appearance there in 17 years. Nittany Lions drop a 12-11 decision to eventual national champion North Carolina. that that game, you scored a goal there. Should have gave you an assist at the end as well. Um, that's neither here nor there. Um, I don't know. Just from getting to that as as a rookie, and now you guys have made it back to back years. I'll ask you that in a bit. But making there as a rookie, like, what do you remember from that season, or what are you going to kind of take from that game? Oh, that season was just incredible. Going in as a freshman, well, the the season before, uh, Penn State had won Big Ten championship, mm-hmm. and so it was really cool. Like. To, go in realizing like look we're on a really good team but we had our banquet from last year's team in the fall so as freshmen we had a celebration for last year's team and they got their big 10 championship rings and so as freshmen we were just sort of sitting there without any rings and they were taking pictures and all this stuff and we're like wow like as a freshman class we're like we need something like this like we don't want to just live their you know accomplishments so it was really cool for us um, as freshmen to get into the final four because that's like such a big deal And now here you've done it twice. All right, sophomore season 2017, um, 
I guess first off, what did you go from from your rookie year to now as a sophomore saying, okay, this is something I need to get better at? Like what specific area improvement did you focus on? Um, I would say finishing shots and Mm. trying to get a higher percentage for shots. Um, And between making more shots but also just taking more shots and trying to be more involved in games where I'm playing. Finishing shots, can you expand on that? What do you mean? Like would you get stopped? feet from the goal before taking it or just shot placement and choosing like should I shoot or should I pull out because instead of just like shooting it to shoot you know instead of kind of being more I guess being smarter on the field yeah all right and I guess that kind of comes with situation awareness and experience with anything um all right Kelly started 19 over 20 games in 2017 scoring 15 goals adding eight assists for 23 points while also collecting 23 ground balls did you find that second year maybe the game kind of slowed down a bit for you just now you had that rookie campaign behind you and now this is you know you're used to starting being on the field a lot more did you find it easier or yeah I think it was easier um the whole year like just throughout practice knowing what to expect between like um the beginning of the year we do certain drills and then towards the middle we do more conditioning and that kind of thing so even just like expecting like knowing what to expect throughout the year was helpful Mm -hmm. too and Penn State again makes it to the NCAA semifinals for the second year in a row, finished 17-4 overall. The 17 wins, by the way, uh, most for the program since 1989. Now, okay, before you got that, you mentioned they won the Big Ten championship that year before you got there. Since then, it's back-to-back NCAA semifinals, that 17 wins, most since 1989. I say all that to ask, like, when you committed back as a sophomore and maybe going into your junior year, did you envision this kind of level of success, this kind of program building up to where it is now? Honestly, I didn't, because you hear about Northwestern and you hear about Maryland being top-tier programs and mm-hmm. being national championships and all that kind of stuff. And Penn State, I expected to be a, a top-20 program. I was really mm-hmm. excited about that, and that's just where I expected to be. I had no idea that we would be in two Final Fours. No idea. <laughs> it's incredible. All right, junior year 2018, it's coming up here. By the time this comes out, it'll be, I think, I don't know, second Tuesday in February. You guys will already be one game into the 2018 season. Um, You're now going to be a junior. How would you kind of describe, I don't know, what you anticipate your role being now as a third-year player? Um, I think, well, as a freshman, I remember looking up and seeing the the juniors and the seniors and thinking they're so old and (laughs) they, like, know exactly what they're doing and they know all the time, like, okay, this is exactly what I need Mm -hmm. to do, go to goal, stop somebody. And so I feel like even though I don't necessarily know what I'm doing, like I should look like I know what I'm doing, like for the younger girls, mm-hmm. you know, so, yeah. And I don't, I haven't had time to go and look at like the roster. Do you have any idea? Do, like give me an outlook, like who's coming, how many returning starters do you have? Like what do you anticipate from the coming year? Well, I don't know about starters, but I know we lost all of our starting defense. Wow. Yeah. So, <laughs> and our goalie. So that's the real tough part for us this okay. season. Um, Lucy Hobbled, she was a starter at the end of last year, but then she had an injury. But she'll be back, hopefully, mm-hmm. by the season. So we have one starter. So back, maybe hopefully. puts a bit more pressure on your shoulders to perform offensively, yes. I guess. Um, yes. Anything individually for you that you're really looking to get better at for this coming year? Um, I think I'll be switching positions on attack. So mm-hmm. instead of being in that lefty spot now, being behind the goal as a feeder. Mm-hmm. So. I just sort of have to focus on like not throwing away passes, not rushing things, like making sure it's the not necessarily hitting the first open pass, but looking for the real open pass. And forgive me for being ignorant of this, but is that a role that you haven't yet seen a lot of action in, or did you do that in high school? Um, I feel like high school I sort of played all over the place, um, but not as much as 
in high school, I was more of a dodger at the top. So because that's a lot of responsibility now. That's going to be on your shoulders because you're almost like the quarterback of the offense in a way. Yeah, for some for some uh, plays. Now, how are you going about preparing for that role? Like, uh, do you talk to older people who played that before? Are you watching videos? Are you asking your coach eight million questions? The the tough thing is that um, we lost our our senior graduated, and hmm. she was an all American. So there's big shoes to fill back there. But um, I've been like working with the girls who would be in the feeding spots that I would feed to, to um, sort of like get connected with them. And get see on the same page. Yeah. How so? Like, have you guys been working just I don't know one on one outside of the the practice facilities, like yeah. getting together on your so, own time? So um, because NCA is so strict about like mm-hmm. practicing with things like that, we'll head out like after practice or go there before practice to mm-hmm. sort of work on things. That's awesome. Um, I wanted to hit on the classroom because that's important too. You're majoring in agricultural sciences. What's the, the deal there like what's the dream job um, so I'm actually one of my minors is international agriculture so okay. I'd love to do something with sustainable agriculture and um, looking to make sure that we have enough resources in the future and helping to feed everybody between like um, yeah like what kind of companies do like I'm not entirely familiar with that field like obviously I know we're in farm country here in yeah. Lancaster County and and you know I know farmers specifically but you're looking to do something to kind of work with the farmers I guess yeah so um, there's I'm not exactly sure what I want to do but um, either with like feed sales and like helping to make sure that we're getting the right plants like in the right areas or just making sure that we're using the right techniques and where does that that love for agriculture come from um, I wanted a future where I don't have to be in an office because I love being outside so that sort of helped a lot to decide but like you didn't grow up like I did not milking cows up. or no, anything no, like no, that no. all right I thought I'd ask no. all right um back on the lacrosse field so I had a couple questions that don't really fit a timeline but I think they're going to be fun or interesting for you um 2017 season Kelly is one of 137 Lancaster Lebanon League lacrosse alums on a college roster even in the 2016 NCAA Division Women's Lacrosse semifinals, we had Kelly on one side from uh, Lancaster Country Day, Lancaster Catholic, playing for Penn State. And on the other side, we had Mannheim Township alum Molly Hendrick playing for the University of North Carolina. I even did a project a couple years ago just kind of trying to explore that, take a deep dive. But why in the world is the LL League so good at, I don't know, fostering all these lacrosse products across the uh, the college realm anyway? I'm just kind of curious of your perspective or your thoughts, like why you think this area is so good at producing college talent for lacrosse. Huh. That's something I never really <laughs> thought about before. Okay. But, I mean, I guess that we just have, like, a lot of competition, so it produces mm-hmm. more, comp- like, better athletes. So, um, like, I know that when I was in high school, I was committed, but I had a lot of girls underneath me who were, like, pushing me to get better. So while they Mm. were, like, helping me to get better, I was helping them to get better. I didn't know if, like, over your time coming up through the youth ranks, if you've seen lacrosse, at least. I know you play for a club team in Maryland where, you know, it's a hotbed, but I didn't know if you had any kind of unique takes just as far as seeing it kind of grow year after year after year since, like, your middle school years on up or anything like that. Well, yeah, I'd say I think I started – I think it was fourth grade, and it was just like passing after school on Tuesdays. So between that and then we would get to middle school where we'd play on Saturdays, and um, it's sort of, it's gotten more competitive and it's gotten more organized, even just in mm. Lancaster. It started just sort of, like you'd have teams show up and they didn't have enough girls or they didn't even show up because they forgot, or things like that. Mm. And now it's definitely um, 
like taken seriously. It's a, a real sport now. So kind of along those lines, I wanted to ask you the uh, the new stadium for Penn State Women's Across. I know you have one more year yet at your current location, but by your senior year, Penn State Women's Across can have a new place to play at. It looks awesome from everything I've seen. I'm just kind of wondering, first off, what do you think that's going to do for Penn State, the program as a whole, kind of moving forward? I think it's going to be absolutely incredible. Um, it's going to allow us to host for Big Tens, things like that, um, tournaments and stuff. Um, but even just to be taken seriously, that we have like a real um, stadium, because it used to just be the hill mm-hmm. and the side. And while that was nice, it like had a really like a homey feel, but it just sort of seemed like um, like it was an afterthought at that point. But a new $8 million stadium is going to be huge. Now, you've played two years of Division One college women's lacrosse. You've probably played in awesome stadiums along the way. Now Penn State's getting – I didn't know if it said anything kind of about where the women's game has gone from just like what you've seen in a couple of years in the college game. Like, do you see it building up or becoming more popular? I definitely see it becoming more popular. And even just with um, – more people in attendance for games. You see a lot more little girls coming oh. and things like that. So anywhere in Daggett jerseys yet? No. Uh, Mannheim Township. I guess it was like the sixth through eighth grade team came to one of our games. So. Oh, great, yeah. cool. All right, last question for you. This is kind of the point of the podcast where I like to leave listeners with like words of advice or or words of wisdom per se. I didn't know if there's anything that. I don't know, either a driving philosophy that's made you successful or maybe just kind of looking at what the lacrosse game has taught you to be a better person or a better player that might help others out there. Hmm. Well, I guess I would say that you should set your hopes high and that you can achieve them because I, looking back, I never would have thought that I'd be playing on a team that was two, not two Final Fours. Mm-hmm. And um, you, if you can put the work in, you know, things happen. Awesome. Well, hey, if you guys enjoyed today's Inspirational Athletes podcast and you enjoyed listening to the previous 65 episodes, uh, just in the last couple months, we've had some awesome guests. I'll just run through them quick. Uh, Former longtime Pittsburgh Steelers fullback Dan Kreider, Olympic gold medalist wrestler Brandon Slay, former WNBA star Shamiqua Holdsclaw, uh, local football legend Eric Clare. He was a Penn State lineman in the 1990s. uh, Current Syracuse football long snapper Matt Keller. Current Kent State punter Derek Adams. Former Stanford men's soccer starter Drew Skundrick, who was likely drafted into MLS by the time you guys listen to this. Speaking of MLS, current Portland Timbers star Zarek Valentin was on the show two weeks ago. Just last week, we had Nate Pagan. He's a Mantime Township alum who is now an assistant football coach at Villanova University. Um, with that all being said, I'm always looking for any suggestions for future Inspirational Athletes podcast guests. So if you're listening to this and think, hey, I know this person, they'd be awesome. Throw me an email, jwalk at lnpnews.com or contact me on the Twitter at jwalklnp. All right, Kelly, this is a point where I like to ask the guests if you have anything to, pr- to uh, promote. Can people follow you on Twitter, Instagram, anything like that? Yeah. Um, so my Instagram is just Kelly Daggett. Oh, easy enough. Yeah. All right. All right. So I wanted to ask you, your Twitter handle is at the real underscore Slim KD. Probably a, a reference to Eminem's The Real Slim Shady song. Yes. Now that song, I was just looking up before you got here, it came out in the year 2000. You would have been like four years old. How do you, like, where did you that, that song come along in your um, primitive years? Quick shout out, Lindsay Sosi, one of my teammates at Country Day, um, told me I should do that as my handle, and I was like, wow. So that's it. <laughs> okay, you know? and it's stuck ever since. It's stuck, yeah. All right, and uh, you can follow Penn State Women's Across on Twitter at Penn State WLAX. And uh, yeah, by the time this comes out, I think it's going to be February 13th. Penn State starts their season on February 10th. Their home opener is February 21st. You can find all that 
and their schedule on gopsusports.com. All right, before we wrap up here, just wanted to give a shout out to my colleagues, Tyler Huber and Irene Snedder. They are the engineers slash producers of this podcast. Thanks to another colleague, Claudia Espenshade. She gets this thing online. So thanks to them. Thanks to you guys for listening. And Kelly, thanks for sharing your story. Thank you so much. Thank you.